0: Welcome to In the Envelope, an awards podcast. I am your host, Jack Smart, awards editor at Backstage. I'm here to give you a front row seat to the Emmys, Oscars, SAG, and Tony's races. Who is in the running? What makes an award worthy performance? And what are the secrets to giving one? These intimate, inspirational conversations with some of today's most talented stars provide you, dear listener, the kind of craft and career advice that could win you a statue of your own, and maybe, just maybe, a tantalizing glimpse in the envelope. Say Mike Check 1212 or something. Mic Check 1212.
1: One okay, wait. Okay, Katrina Lang. Katrina Lang. <laughs> that was too loud. Sorry. No, that's <laughs> I have
0: fine. Such a loud laugh.
1: That's fine. Katrina Lang testing. One, two, Katrina Lang.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: if I get through this whole episode without talking about Katrina Lang or we or both, then yeah. I'm gonna talk about more. No, well, first of
0: all, welcome listeners of In the Envelope. Here we are at a very special first first of its mm-hmm. kind. First
1: of First hey. of its kind
0: episode of In the Envelope and Awards podcast, which is usually featuring intimate, inspirational interviews with award-contending artists. <laughs> and Not instead, today. <laughs> this, Not today. This episode, we are sitting down to discuss, an, uh, a, well, in this case, the Tony Awards. I think we're going to continue to do this for the Emmys and the Oscars, et cetera. So. But before we really get into it, Casey Mink do you want to introduce yourself? Who are you?
1: I love to introduce myself. I am Tony Shalhoub's number one fan. (laughs) Um, Additionally, I'm the senior staff writer here at Backstage Magazine. Love it, love it. Um, And yeah, I also cover a ton of theater for us and I'm just all around obsessed with the theater. And so we are going to discuss this season's Tony's. The, the impending Tony's. Tony's.
0: Yes, between the two of us, we've certainly seen every Broadway show this season, I think it's safe to say. Oh,
1: yeah, we definitely have. And I feel like between the two the of us, we also did just about all of our theater coverage for the season. So totally. We've spoken to just about every. Yeah, every possible contender that there is. Yes,
0: and we we are truly on the front lines. Last year we were there, the Tonys, sitting in the press yeah. room, watching it all, half the drama unfold.
1: And we will be again. And we will be again this year. I'm
0: I'm actually super looking forward to it.
1: I'm so excited. Yeah, <laughs> that's I what like... I look forward to all year long.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I do feel like this season. So let's get into it. Like I have the full list of nominees here, but mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know how to tackle this this talk other than to be like what happened in the 2019 season and what do we think and who's it was, in the running it was know? a
1: really interesting season yeah, yeah i would say that this season the plays mm. were
0: legendary can we say legendary, legendary. Yeah. yeah
1: actually i think that that is especially compared to last year when there was just there weren't many yeah this year there the were i think there were 14 new plays oh, and then seven oh revivals so that's twenty-one plays. <laughs> that's a lot. Which is crazy,
0: considering there are only how many Broadway theaters? And there are
1: forty-one Broadway theaters. Forty-one Broadway theaters,
0: theaters but a-, mm. a lot of those are occupied, and there's only so many. So there's only so much that can open in a season. There's only so
1: much that can open in a season. So yeah, there were yeah. twenty-one plays, straight and plays, and then there were
0: on the musical side,
1: thirteen musicals between new and revival. So we had a lot, of- and only
0: two of those musicals were revivals.
1: So. Yeah. Two only two revivals, eleven brand new musicals, which is crazy. Yeah, this season was great. Last season was obviously you know great for its many many reasons, but Mm -hmm. there weren't many shows last season between plays and musicals, and this season feels like there was so much more. Yeah, it
0: was a it was an exciting season. Totally totally and just to kind of recap like let's go through the major ones so yeah. those two musical revivals i just mentioned are case me kate in oklahoma yes both nominated both course, nominated for best revival of a musical which means one of them will win and one of them will not and one
1: of them will not and that's okay <laughs> and that's cool
0: nominated for best musical musical is ain't too proud mm-hmm. which is the temptations musical beetlejuice hadestown the prom and tootsie for best play, it's all my sons. Boys in the band, burn this torch song. Waverly Play Gallery. Revival. Play Revival. Sorry, is that what I said? Play Revival. Best play, which is best new play, is Choirboy, The Ferryman, Gary, Inc., and What the Constitution Means to Me. Which of those do you want to talk about first?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's a huge LOL joke here because <laughs> I am the I'm just infatuated with what the Constitution means to yes. me. I think it is the single greatest work of the season, for, for sure. I mean, <laughs> if you haven't seen what the Constitution means to me, first of all, how dare you? <laughs> Second of all, it is this basically one woman show that's sort of redefining mm. what what a Broadway show looks like totally. and what a Tony nominee. It's, mm. by, it's written by and starring Heidi Shrek, who's nominated on both fronts. Totally. And she really sort of draws into question what a traditional Tony-nominated play looks like. Yeah,
0: like how often does somebody get an acting and a writing nomination in the same Not year for the same since thing? since Lin-Manuel
1: Miranda. There you honey. go. Look at you.
0: And people do say, if Hamilton was the quintessential Obama-era piece of theater, what the Constitution means to me is, I would say, don't say his name. Post-Obama-era.
1: Yes, exactly. The defining
0: piece of theater for that. It was shortlisted for the Pulitzer Prize. It's it is essential. It's very very important, I think. <laughs> I guess we are just talking about our and that's fine. <laughs> we can't
1: not. We can't not. But I mean, yeah, if it were up to me that would yeah. that would if probably take the top prize. However, yeah. so Constitution is sort of considered to be a front runner in that category along alongside yeah. The Ferryman, which yes. is also The fact that we Stunning. have these two things together, The Ferryman and what The Constitution which means be more to different. me. I love that those are the two totally. sort of front runners because here you have this basically one woman show that's autobiographical. On the other side of that spectrum, you have this thirty plus person <laughs>
0: epic. Yeah. British, totally traditional
1: Irish. Irish from the UK, British import. Yeah. Totally traditional in its in its narrative mm. arc and structure. Yeah. And
0: Thrilling. Thrilling. Theater. Thrilling. Both
1: such thrilling pieces of theater yeah. in totally. entirely different ways. Totally.
0: Yeah. It's and a really strong year. For those it's who a didn't... really strong year. Our last episode featured Jess Butterworth, who was the playwright behind that terrific interview, terrific play. Everybody should go see it. I mean... Amazing. I can't say enough about it. The
1: that. last 10 minutes of that play are some of the most exciting The last minutes. 10 seconds. I mean, yeah, truly. My heart
0: pounds thinking about that.
1: Me too. <laughs> Me too. I remember when I saw it the first time, it was a press performance, and Ugh. everyone was... You walk into that theater dead silent.
0: Yeah. Because it's just... Just in awe. Just stunned. Yeah. I really do think that this is a year, a legendary year for plays, and it will be remembered for that.
1: It is well, and I mean the fact that there were five best play nominees, which in years past there are only four. Usually four, and in that top five, we did not even have "To Kill a Mockingbird,"
0: yes, which is probably the buzziest play of the of the season. Which well, it's still making, got nine Tony nominations,
1: and it's making more money than yeah. any play in history totally. has made, other than Harry Potter and yeah,
0: last year's uh, last year's exactly,
1: winner. and the fact that it didn't get nominated for best play just shows you how insanely mm. stacked yeah. that category. And is And that's a good
0: one to mention too because nine Tony nominations, including for guest of the podcast Celia Keenan Bolger
1: and director another beautiful piece which of is yep. It's it's pretty remarkable that it got these many many recognitions. There are several serious nail biters. Like I uh, could not. I just gotta chill. I just ah, gotta chill.
0: Like wait, truly. So, like, which of the acting categories do you consider to be a nail biter?
1: Featured actress in a musical is really. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. It's a. I mean, it is a dead. My favorite category. It's a good category. It is. A, I mean, first of all, all of those women have amazing curly hair, and we need to talk about that. All five of those women I have the most amazing curly hair you've ever seen.
0: realize uh-huh. that.
1: But that's not the only reason why I love that category. <laughs> but it's really a dead heat. Everybody Between go back and listen
0: to the Lily Cooper episode of the podcast. Bye.
1: Lily Cooper, amazing hair, obviously. <laughs> Former backstage cover star as well. Yes. Um, and second season oh. in a row on Broadway. Yeah, huge. Huge. huge,
0: huge. She's huge. just getting started.
1: Totally. Yeah. I mean, all of those women, though, I feel like, well, except Mary Testa, who is, you yeah. know. longtime long time. Veteran. Yeah. Everything. Well, they all have such different backgrounds. But They're all
0: so deserving. Yeah, So
1: deserving. So giving such different performances. And it's really going to come down to... From what I understand, sure. a sort of a dead heap between Ali Stroker,
0: the other Oklahoma nominee. The other Oklahoma
1: nominee. Exactly. She plays Ado Annie. Yeah. In this like, which, which is just ridiculously which fun. Girl. And she gives it this crazy, sexy, yeah. fun, amazing. Oh, my God. It's just She's so actually good. amazing. She's yeah. actually amazing. Um, and then up against Miss Amber Gray also for Town, another backstage cover star,
0: <laughs> who So amazing hair, you're right.
1: Amazing hair. Yeah. And who is giving... I think that her performance is so sensitive.
0: Yeah. And... So, but it oh, still plays hugely to the back of the house. It's
1: like, so... And the thing is, in a less capable actor's hands, that performance yeah. really could sort of veer into this, like, caricature or just fun... Mm.
0: And she made me cry. It's really memorable. Yeah. So much. And for those um, those who haven't seen Hadestown, we're talking about Ambergray in Town, yes. where she plays Persephone. Goddess of the underworld. Goddess of the... Yes. And that's <laughs> so cool.
1: Oh, it's so, so cool. And yeah. she just... I don't know, she's just she's sexy in it, she's sensitive, she is yeah. she's childish, wise. but why? She's literally ageless yeah. and, and a baby all at once. And a
0: lot of that I mean, the whole thing the whole allure of Hades Town has a lot to do with First of all, it's it's a it's from singer-songwriter Nice Mitchell, which, again, mm-hmm. is not a typical Broadway Broadway debut. Talent. She's a Broadway right. debut
1: composer and book writer which right now. Which
0: is huge. Like, she started this off as, like, a concept album, and here it is on a Broadway. A decade
1: ago, yeah. yeah and forever. that's so... And her collaboration with Rachel Chavkin, who yes, the director. for the record is the frontrunner for director, which is mm-hmm. huge because if she won, she would be only the 11th woman. Preach. So here we go. <laughs> Rachel Chavkin... Were she to win a Best Director, she's Tony been nominated Award. For, for Great She was comment. nominated for Great Comment. Many people thought she should have won for mm-hmm. Great Comment. She will become the 11th woman ever to receive a Tony Award for directing between both plays and musicals. Plays
0: or musicals. And Different so categories.
1: So this is the 73rd Tony's. Yeah. So safe to assume. Some years there weren't, there, there were some off years. There weren't always two directing Tonys, but most years there were two directing Tonys. So roughly, you know, a hundred
0: statistically, not great.
1: Hundred some Tonys have gone to directing, have gone to men for directing, and yeah.
0: And we've had you and I have had this discussion before. Where like it is truly comparable to the Oscars track record when it comes to recognizing female directors. Yes, and pretty abysmal.
1: It's very abysmal, and the thing is about theater. We love our women. I mean, film and television, we love women too. But in theater, we 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 give so many. Women of varying ages, mm. roles, amazing roles on Maybe stage, more so
0: than Hollywood. Yeah, more
1: so than Hollywood. I think that we've always allowed older women too, mm-hmm. especially, and I think that it's it's crazy that that isn't reflected off stage at all. Right. It's not. It's no better than film and TV
0: or in the awards. And it's not. It's that thing too of um, chicken and the egg, where you can't blame the Tonys necessarily yeah. for not nominating women if there are
1: if there are no women no to, to be to nominated. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely a sort of systemic. Thing, if you follow me on Twitter, first of all, I'm sorry. <laughs> Second of all, you've definitely heard me talk about this, but I don't know. We've got we've got to. we've got some work to do.
0: We do, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But all that is to say, Rachel oh. chapkin's direction is incredible. incredible.
0: of Hades Town. It's truly, it's truly amazing. I think
1: the direction is also sort of, dare I say, a star of that show.
0: Yes, and there are a couple of shows like that. Like I kind of feel like the design of. Of Beetlejuice, some yes. of the highlights of the season Absolutely. for me. Absolutely, I'm so glad you that. You're got a that lot up. of recognition, um, and I yes. think there a lot of the actors' performances are like clearly in close cooperation with directors. For in sure. In fact, I'd love to point out too. This has come up actually in a couple podcast interviews. This is a year where musical and play actors are like mm-hmm. or like hybrid actors. Yes, are nominated a lot. I
1: love that, especially. Yeah. That brings us to the featured actor in a play category. Good that transition. category, yes, thank you very much. <laughs> that category, as Brandon Uranowitz told us, yeah. he is a nominated actor. Ah. He said that is a big sort of you to <laughs> the traditionalist.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Play acting category.
0: Yeah, totally. He's nominated alongside. Let's see. Pull her up. Birdie Carville for Ink. And who is?
1: The frontrunner for that. Who is great, yeah. Playing Rupert Murdoch. Robin,
0: Robin De Jesus for the Boys in the Band, mm-hmm. which is all the way from last summer. Yep. Gideon Glick for To Kill a Mockingbird and Benjamin Walker for All My Sons. All terrific. So,
1: and three of those guys are primarily known as musical theater.
0: So cool. Dude,
1: so cool. And such, again, such different. I mean, literally, you have Rupert Murdoch up against. Holy cow, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I that's uh, up against Hence Gideon Wilde. Glick playing. Playing a, a literary character, you know, like mean? literary me? class. Yeah, 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 to kill yeah. Mockingbird. Like, totally, how cool!
0: That's a great category. I also Amazing feel like category. we have to point out the leading actress in a play category and just oh. shout out everyone because <laughs> let me tell you, this? in the days up to leading up to Tony nominations day, Casey and I t- discussed this one the most. And every Excitedly, day, heatedly. Every
1: day, it felt it was diff- We had different <laughs> prognostics. And also, why this category needs to be discussed more than any other category is because it's the only acting category expanded to six. That's Crazy. how major it is. Crazy. And some of these names. I know. So oh. we have
0: two-time consecutive Tony Award winner Laurie Metcalf playing Hillary Clinton in *Hillary and Clinton*. The one she and could only. win three Tonys in a row.
1: I feel sick to my stomach what? thinking about how amazing that is. <laughs> I could f- throw up.
0: Obviously, no one has ever done that.
1: Obviously, no one's ever done that. Not even Audra McDonald herself.
0: Correct. Correct.
1: Um, e- and it's not out of the realm of possibility. Totally.
0: Yeah, you never know. Well, she's up against Annette Fanning and all my sons, Laura Donnelly and the Ferryman, Elaine May in the Waverly Gallery, Heidi Schreck and What the Constitution Means to Me, of course, and Janet McTeer in Thornhardt And
1: I will say. Oof. Pleasantly impressed by the Tonys nominating of Janet McTeer. Yes,
0: from fall all the way show, last fall
1: show. Yeah. Fall
0: show. New kind of odd show. I love. And she it. was
1: amazing in it.
0: That's a backstagey show.
1: Oh well, it was all actors. about acting. Yeah, it was all about acting and actors. There were so many. Oh.
0: I'd say that and Tootsie are the backstagiest shows of the year.
1: Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tony nominee Sarah Styles. Yes. Sings that one song all about. Just the horrors Being of the auditioning. Once that cast album comes out, if you are unable to go see Tootsie in New York, you must listen to this song <laughs> Music because and
0: lyrics by David Yazbek. By
1: 2018, Tony winner for the band's visit, uh, David Yazbek. Who I love, and the fact that he can go from the band's visit to Tootsie, right uh,
0: again one season. That's that's insane. Back to back. Some of these people, I don't know if they ever take a break. They don't. They definitely don't. He I don't know what... Wayne, who wasn't nominated for a Tony Award this year... Right. ...was a winner last year for Angels in America. How He doesn't wild ever take is a vacation. That?
1: How wild is that? That he was nominated for Angels in... For Angels in America last yeah. year,
0: playing Roy Cohn. Winning. And this
1: year, he is in Gary, the sequel to Titus Andronicus. The weirdest show, I think, maybe <laughs> ever on Broadway.
0: Totally. And, and the, he's... And he wasn't... He got edged out.
1: And he got edged out. And the other two people in his cast got nominated
0: Yes, both in this featured play, future actress play category.
1: I What I love so much about Nathan Lane mm. is that he could do absolutely anything,
0: which absolutely. for
1: the record also means doing nothing.
0: Oh, sure. Oh, which, sure. you know, okay, and he chooses yeah. to
1: do something as balls to the wall, bonkers as Gary.
0: Yeah. That's oh so rad. Yeah. It's from Taylor Mac. Anyone who doesn't know Taylor Mac, look Judy up
1: look Judy up understand
0: why I just referred to Judy as Judy yes Gary was one of the highlights of the year for me
1: Julie was, White you know and what
0: Christine Nielsen the two of
1: them if the thing is about it it so wasn't my cup of tea and I still had a <laughs> totally. really weird and good time because of those performances yeah. and just the fact that I the whole time I was like I can't believe this is here totally and it's nominated totally. for best play it's nominated
0: for best play as Celia Keenan-Bolger said some real downtown voices on Broadway well
1: and we can go it's true there's there's Taylor Mack. There's Shrek. Heidi Schreck. Yep. There is um, Daniel Fish, who directed Daniel this Fish. really weird, dark, scary, sexy <laughs> yeah. Oklahoma.
0: Yep. Even you've got Oscar winner Terrell Alvin McCraney. Exactly. Th- those are the four.
1: Yeah. Those amazing. are the four that really sort of broke down. It's cool because I think this season, in addition to being super diverse and having so many mm. amazing performances, I think it's really been a banner year as far as what... We can do on Broadway, and yeah. I think the Tony nominations mm. really reflect
0: that. Yeah, that's so great,
1: and I'm so stoked about it totally.
0: Um, because we just said Choir Boy, I want to mention oh. the only two time nominated actor this year, yes, is Jeremy Pope, yes. who I don't think a lot of people actually know. After this year, that'll change, of course,
1: for sure. But for he sure,
0: he starred in two spring Broadway shows and was nominated for both leading actor in a play mm-hmm. for Choir Boy and featured actor in a musical. For the Temptations and musical.
1: And I am so Holy glad. I mean, his performance, he's amazing, amazing, and ain't too proud, but he's, you know, one of an ensemble. They're all amazing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Him, him and Choir Boy. Yeah. What? And, oh, and by the way, Choir um, Boy was his Broadway debut. Yeah. So he made his Broadway debut this season in two separate shows. And I'm looking
0: at this list, and it's like, there he is in his Broadway debut next to Adam Driver, Jeff Daniels, Patty Consid- pa- Considine? Considine? Considine. Considine for yeah. The Ferryman, mm-hmm. and Brian freaking Cranston. And then there's... for Network, by the way. That's a crazy category, too. That category is out of control. I'm very excited to see who wins in that
1: category. I I have my suspicions. Yes. <laughs> I do believe it will go to Brian Cranston, who will get his second Tony Award, mm-hmm. which... And okay. I think that that's very deserved in right. so much as that play, Network. It's a really interesting play. The star... What makes that play work for me is the direction by evil van Mm Hove,
0: also nominated
1: and brian cranston's insane performance insane Insane performance about blood sweat and tears oh my god and i mean the thing is about it it's such an he's so the character is so agonized and it's so hard Mm. to watch sometimes but you can tell that brian cranston the actor is living for it (laughs) having the time of his life
0: yeah yeah that's how I felt about Gary, too. I love when yeah. you can see that those dual levels of, like, this actor is having so much fun, which means I am, too, even if they are doing something really oh, high-stakes dramatic.
1: The thing about acting is that even when it's really hard, well, as a non as two non-actors can <laughs> say, but even when it's yeah. really hard, I think that that
0: can be fun
1: in a yeah. weird sort of tormenting way.
0: Tormenting, yeah. The only
1: way that actors know how to do.
0: And way to tie it back to the podcast, too, because I feel like a lot of the interviews on this podcast are about... The passion, like, why do people get into this in the first place? And like, it's because you want to be able to give the kind of performance that Brian Cranston gave in Network. That's the
1: thing. He must be so tired, but yeah. there is no way that he does not love.
0: Yeah, and it's every of minute it, of he's, that. He's, yeah, those are the those is why we go to the theater.
1: And I mean that category though. For I mean Adam Driver's performance in Nuts. Burn This is, it's crazy.
0: A study in yeah stealing the show.
1: Yeah, really, yeah. really. I mean, it's true. He and he and Brandon Uranowitz are the only two actors Tony nominated for mm-hmm. that show. And that it's very clear why. Just because it, yeah. no one, everyone else wilts in their shadows almost because yeah. their performances are just so spectacular. Totally.
0: Ugh. Ugh. I love this. <laughs> I, I love this idea of like, why do we go to the theater? Like, maybe we should rap by talking about mm-hmm. the highlights of the year which we've definitely already talked about I know online. is there
1: anyone else
0: you mentioned Heidi I mentioned Gary like there's all these there's all these standouts but like Sometimes I'll see something and I'll be like, "This is why I go to the theater." And frankly, yes. sometimes when you work at backstage and things are very busy, or you, we work, one hundred percent, we're very lucky to have this job. But sometimes there's a lot of work, and I get really tired. We
1: get really jaded about, <laughs> and, and I have jaded. definitely said at more than one more than one point, mm-hmm. "I have to go see this show tonight," that I'm and I'm have so tired.
0: To, yeah, I'm so tired. And then you see something that restores the inspiration and reminds you yes. why we love this.
1: You know what I'm gonna say because I've already I've already said Heidi and every I'm, everyone's tired of hearing me talk about Heidi, including <laughs> Heidi. Um, I'm gonna say Miss Stephanie J. Block oh. as the the oldest and wisest of the shares <laughs> in the share show. The share show. I, what
0: a fun time! You know
1: what an amazingly fun time! What a performance! Stunt, what, yeah. you know.
0: You and I are her, are her biggest fans. Oh, so. I know, but you know
1: what? She's she's fans
0: of us right <laughs> back. Yay! Hey Stephanie, if you're listening, shut I'm up. sure she's listening. She
1: doesn't have anything else going on right now. She's a week and a half away from Tonys, the Tonys, oh and she boy. has eight shows a week. But awesome yeah, that motivated. was one. Yeah, that was one where I was just like, this, I get it. This is why you put yourself this through this. This is why we go. Yeah. And This is why. I go stakes are lower I for go. me, but Ugh. yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. That was that's a really good highlight. And then one, I think I will just shout out to like maybe a set of performances that Please. I really really loved is like everyone in the prom. Oh,
1: <laughs> we haven't even talked. Oh, <laughs>
0: we barely got that's, to
1: this season Brooks. is so crazy. I can't. We didn't even get to the prom. <laughs> the
0: prom, because that's love. like the fall hit. Brooks Ashmanskas <sighs> in that show. I really need to go back and see it again. I rarely say that. I've shows. gone. Oh, go back to see stuff. I say it all the time. You I saw the band's
1: does it 600 times. Yeah. But. She's not exaggerating. I've gone twice to the prom now. And yeah. I do want to go several more times. Yeah. All of the performances in that...
0: Comedic masterclasses.
1: Comedic masterclasses. Uh, also props to the Tonys for nominating Caitlin Knoonan's... Cool. Very totally. sort of more subdued performance. More of the straight
0: to, leading lady role.
1: Yeah, but really, really sensitive again totally. and emotional. That show has
0: so much heart. Ugh.
1: Yeah. What a great musical. Totally. Perfect. If you ask yeah. me right now, the funniest show on Broadway...
0: It's the prom. The prom. it's the prom. And it's also a completely original musical, which is actually pretty rare on Broadway these days. It's,
1: I think it was one of only two. That is season? not adapted
0: from an ancient Greek story or a movie. Or a film,
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. I think the only other one was Getting the Band Back Together.
0: Oh, <laughs> yes. From way back last summer.
1: Way back last summer. Way
0: back. Way guys, way it's been back. a long year. For it's been
1: a long year. Head over Broadway. heels was this season. Totally didn't we didn't see much Tony's love for that, but a lot of people loved yeah. that show. Yeah.
0: Hey, the state of Broadway is strong.
1: You know what? The state of Broadway, much like my love for Heidi Streck, is strong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: You know what? That is the perfect way to wrap this up. Casey, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Jack, thank you for letting me talk about. Was this fun? Women, this was so. <laughs> Fun.
0: Good. Here we are in Conference Room 2, the first ever (laughs) discussion-based episode of the envelope.
1: I'm looking at a gorgeous portrait of Aaron Paul as
0: we speak. Yes. uh,
1: Broadway David. He should make a Broadway
0: David. Where's his Broadway show? Where's Tracy Where's he and Tracy Ellis Ross's Broadway show? Tracy Ellis
1: Ross's show. Guys, if you haven't seen Conference
0: Room Two, it's a it's just the spot. It's
1: glamorous, it's glitzy. There's cocktails (laughs) being served.
0: It's a soundproof recording studio. Oh wait, no, it's not.
1: No, it's a conference
0: room. Jamie, I hope that this uh, sounds okay. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Truly, Jamie. I hope that the sound quality is fine. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> signing off. Thanks, guys.
1: Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>
0: In the Envelope, an awards podcast, is recorded at Lotus Productions, Hyperbolic Audio, and Big Yellow Duck in New York City, and Soundbox LA, Mark Grau Studios, and Buzzies in Los Angeles. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, tweet us at In the Envelope, leave a review, we want to hear from you. Visit Backstage.com for more content and resources for working artists, and don't forget, you can subscribe to Backstage with a free trial by using the code ENVELOPE at checkout. Thanks, as always, to podcast producer Wiz Jamie Muffet. You can follow him on Twitter at jamiemusicnyc. You can follow me, Jack Smart, on Twitter at jacksmartwrites. Thank you to the team at Backstage, the most trusted name in casting, Peter Rappaport, Mark Stinson, Samantha Sherlock, Francis Ramos, Lauren Rout, Caitlin Watkins, and especially should-be Oscar nominee Casey Howe. Thanks for listening.